Hallelujah. Amen. Y'all can be seated. Give God the praise. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I know what it is to have pain somewhere and discomfort. And uh, Mark came up here. He said he was tired of it. <laughs> Amen. I understand that. The best. The best for you is yet to come. I want to talk about today. Just going to dive right in here and talk about expectation. Expectation and uh, believing. Something simple as just believing. Believing makes everything happen. Contrary to what a lot of people think, it's not your behavior or anything that you're doing in your life that stops the blessings of God. What stops the blessings is when you don't believe. The blessings, the healing, prosperity is flowing all the time. There's a, a constant supply. There's a constant flow of miracles uh, uh, that are available to us and it's heavens are open. They are available all the time like the woman with the issue of blood when she came in the, in the crowd and uh, she, she said the Amplified Bible says she kept saying. She had an expectation. If I may only touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And, and, and she reached out and, uh, and touched the hem of his garment. And Jesus said, who touched me? And the disciples were like, well, everybody's around you touching you. What are you talking about? He said, no, somebody touched me. Because he sensed that power that, that went out of him. She drew on the power. Now, I know I've mentioned this lately, but I, I want to uh, underscore it, highlight it, and let this be your, your thought process going into 2020. It's just that miracles, whatever you desire from God, it's available. It's just in another realm. I like to say that there's like three realms. There's a natural realm where we can feel. You can reach back and touch that seat you're in. You can feel it and touch it. Um, and then there's another realm that, like the realm of uh, electricity. All right? There's um, like satellite. How, how do you get... The, uh, how do you get direct TV into your home? How do you get dish into your home? And, I mean, it, internet. There's satellites. They're sending signals, and but you can't see those signals. But and that's still natural. But you can't see it. But some believers, it's 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 they they never get a hold of the fact that there's a spirit realm. And in that, oh my goodness, 
in that spirit realm, your healing is flowing. <laughs> and it never goes off the air. <laughs> huh? It doesn't close at 5 o'clock. It's always available to you, and you can tap into it anytime you want. Man, I love it. Miracles are available. Your healing is available. Whatever you need, your financial breakthrough, it's available. And when we talk about breakthrough, we're not, trying, we're not talking about bombarding heaven to, to where we get to the point where God just says, okay, I'm sick of you asking. Here. <laughs> no, heaven's doors, gates are open. When we talk about breakthrough, it's, it's got to break through into this natural realm. But what causes it to happen? Believing. There's a reason why Jesus asked people certain questions. Like here, when Jesus departed from there, two blind men, say two blind men, followed him crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. Well, he knew what they wanted. Obviously, they wanted... They wanted to see. Amen. Uh, someone came up for prayer today for, for an, an eye. Believe. And it will be well. Thank you, Lord. Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind man came to him. Just a side note, um, when uh, people say, well, you know, Jesus didn't have a home. You know, foxes, you know, have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man had nowhere to lay his head like he didn't have a house. Je Jesus, if you read the Gospels, it constantly re refers to, you'll see this over and over, the house. When they went into the house, Jesus had a house. Well, what was he talking about, son? You know, the foxes and the birds and all that kind of stuff. It, he had an itinerant ministry. He didn't stay anywhere too uh, long. Too long. He was always on the move because he had a job to do. He was only here for three and a half years. And he went from place to place. Okay, that don't cost you nothing. It's just a little tidbit there. When he had come into the house, the blind men came to him and now notice obviously they wanted something because they cried out to him son of David have mercy on us see the word had got, gone out that he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him that's what, caught, that's what makes you a success God with you I think about Joseph when he had a lot of wrongs done to him, his brothers sold him into slavery. They was about to let him die, threw him in a pit, and was about to let him die, let the animals come and eat him. But one of the brothers rose up and said, no, we shouldn't do that, man. Just let's pull him out. And they pulled him out, and they sold, ended up selling him. And he went into slavery in Potiphar's house. And he was on a, he's naked on a slave block before Potiphar bought him, and uh, 
and then he went into Potiphar's house as a slave. And before he had an opportunity to do anything, and we know he was, a, he was that, that Potiphar saw that everything he put his hand to prospered. But the Bible says before he had an opportunity to do anything, it says, and the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man before he did anything. What am I saying to you? God with you, God in you, makes you a success. Not when your circumstance line up. Not when your circumstance say you're a success. Your circumstance will line up once you believe that you are who God says you are, and you are a success. Your success, another way to say it, is not dependent on the circumstances. So that mentality and that mindset will cause you to walk with, with, your, with your head up and your shoulders back. And some people will mistake it for arrogance. But no, you just know who you are. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. See, you begin to stand out when you know who you are. Because most people don't know who they are. Thank you, Lord. When he had come into the house, the blind man came to him, and Jesus said to him, here's this question. Do you believe that I am able to do this? Now, why didn't he just go ahead and heal the man? He knew what they wanted. But to see, the, here, here's a key here that the Scripture is showing us. There, there's nothing in the Scripture by accident. It's believing that causes things to happen. Do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, yes, Lord. Now, God's power is available all the time. But these blind men, these two men tapped into it. They said, yes, Lord. That's their, that's their faith talking. How do I know? Because look at what Jesus says next. Then, I'm not talking to you, Siri. He had something come out of his mouth. See, that, that goes to show you. I, I've got things, man, I got a Google device to talk to, and then, and then Siri, and, and um, the, uh, the, the what's, what's the other one? Alexa. Isn't it amazing? I say stuff, sometimes I'm not even talking to them. They just, it's just waiting on me to say something. See, the, king, the kingdom of God is voice activated. See, the spirit realm is just waiting for you to say something. See, the blind man was, yes, Lord. Man, this Siri just standing by. <laughs> Amen. The angels are standing by. These angels who the Bible says excel in strength. Listen, hearkening to the voice of his word. And you're the one that gives voice to the word of God. Say what you want to happen. That's right. Talk to mama. mama like, yes. Say, mama, you listening to this? 
pull something up here for you. This is a good time to say this. Amen. Say, I am the disciple who Jesus loves. I am my father's favorite child. I'm the apple of his eye. I'm well pleasing in his sight. I receive the love my father has for me. Everything I do and touch shall be blessed because I'm the beloved. I'm loved, righteous, blessed, prosperous, redeemed, forgiven, talented, creative, confident, secure, disciplined, focused, prepared, qualified, motivated, valuable, free, determined, equipped. Empowered, anointed, accepted and approved, not average, not mediocre, holy, flawless, without blemish, blameless, and free from accusation. I am a child of the Most High God, and I will become all that I was created to be in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Do you believe? Then he touched their eyes. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, according to my power, be it unto you. No. See, his power was not in question. He was packing power everywhere he went. But he said, it's your faith. According to... To your faith, let it be to you. And see, really, it's all about, this, this is ringing in my heart today, this, this phrase, fix your eyes on Jesus. Just keep looking at Jesus. And it's very simple. Don't overcomplicate it. What we're doing right now, we're looking at Jesus. See, when, when you... Some people want to know, Pastor, what do you mean just keep looking at Jesus? Taking your eyes off the circumstances and looking at Jesus. Looking at, seeing him in the scriptures. Seeing how he works. You see him right here. See, we're, we're, we're looking at Jesus. Knowing that he is, he is anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. And his power is available to us, and it's our faith in, in God's grace. They work together. And it's, it's, it's grace and faith that, it's faith in God's grace that activates the power of God. Because we're on the other side of the cross. Now, this is before the cross. We're on the other side of the cross where we're, we're, we don't have to ask the Lord, really. We, we don't have to ask him if it's his will to heal us. It's always been his will, even before the cross. Nobody ever, listen, nobody ever went up to Jesus. This will tell you God's will for healing. He, nobody ever asked him, uh, or rather, he never told anybody that you had to stay sick for the glory of God. 
He never refused anybody who came to him for healing. So when I ministered healing to people today, I, I never had a question about whether or not God wants to heal them. Because he already did it in his finished work on the cross. When Jesus said it is finished, your prosperity was finished, your, your victory was finished, your healing was finished. Your healing is a done deal. Whatever you need from God, all the promises of God, listen, all the promises of God, the Bible says, are yes and amen. Some people say, well, you can't make God heal you. you that, that's, God is sovereign. What does that mean? Now, people throw out these words and they, they sound nice. And I believe God is sovereign. He absolutely is. That means he's in control. But what they mean by that is, is God is going to decide whether or not he's going to heal you. He's already decided. His name is Healer. It's never been a question about God's will for healing. A sovereign God said, by Jesus' stripes you were healed, and Jesus took your infirmities and bore your sicknesses. All right? The sovereign God says you already healed. So just receive it. And, and see, we're, we're going to look at examples of people who tapped into the power. We, I, I mentioned the woman with the issue of blood here, these, these blind men. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? They say, yes, Lord. That's their faith talking. So what are you saying every day? What are you saying? Like that, what I just led you, that confession, I say that every day over myself. That gets me going. That's who I am. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, thank you, Lord. Let's look at this in Mark chapter 9. I'm going to look at this in the, uh, we're going to look at it in the New Living because it, um, it's kind of obscure in the New King James. In the King James, it kind of hides a very important truth here and doesn't really doesn't really bring out what, what really is going on here. And here's what I mean. Let's, let's read this. Uh, on uh, One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. Now, I'm going to jump ahead and I'm just going to show you. And this is why it's good to look at the Bible in various translations. Um, in Mark chapter 9 and uh, verse, let's drop down to verse 25. Y'all getting something in, uh, today? All right. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, uh, 
Oh, no, no. Too far down. Okay, verse. Okay, here's a, this is a man with a demon-possessed boy. And then he said, uh, the spirit was throwing a fit through this boy and uh, foaming at the mouth and wallowing on the ground. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us, Jesus said to him. If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. It almost, it just appears here, Lord, Jesus, Jesus is just asking him, okay, Lord, uh, if, if you can do something, you know, help him. And then Jesus said, if you can believe. That's not really what's, what's happening here. Now, let's look at it from the New Living Translation. So, it says, whenever the Spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. It wasn't that they couldn't, they didn't. Because Jesus gave them authority over unclean spirits and to heal the sick and so forth. So um, Jesus sent them out. And he gave them the authority, just like he sent us out. And we have authority to minister to the sick and to lay hands on the sick. He said these signs will follow those that believe. Any believers out there? Amen. Minister to people on your job. Minister to your family and friends and people uh, who are dealing with sicknesses and diseases. You don't have to have a healing line or anything like that. You can minister to them on the phone. You can just uh, uh, grab their hands and minister to them. Amen. Jesus said, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Now, Jesus knew what he could do. That's what, we, you know, when the King James says, uh, if you can do anything. Jesus knew what he could do. <laughs> right? So they brought the boy, but when the evil spirit saw Jesus, he threw the child into a violent convulsion. I mean, he's acting worse now. Demon is showing out in front of Jesus, but that didn't bother Jesus. And he fell to the ground, withering and foaming at the mouth. Jesus is so cool. That's where I get my cool from, if you ever wonder. I, I get it from Jesus. Jesus like, I mean, the demon is showing out, acting worse. Jesus like, okay, so how, how long has this been happening? Because Jesus never, never questioned what he could do. And so he, he, said, he said, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire isn't that something? I mean, this is a pretty severe situation here. I mean, when you've got a demon throwing you in the fire. <laughs> right? Or into the water trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean, if I can? You see, how, you see the difference here? Jesus is like, because the sense is, the, the, this, this guy's asking him, okay, I took him to your disciples. They couldn't do nothing. Now, if you can do something, Jesus is like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean if I can? <laughs> Jesus asked, anything is possible if a person believes. See, the issue was his believing. 
And you know that's the sense. You know that that's, that's the tone here because of the man's response. <laughs> the man repented. Because he's trying to get somebody else. Like he's trying to put it on some, somebody else. You see what, do you see that? If you look at it in the context, I took him to your disciples. They couldn't do nothing. Okay, now I'm bringing, the, bringing them to you. Can you do something? What do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? If I can. I know what I can do. He's like, oh, anything is possible. Man, don't miss this here. This is your life change, right? You, you missed the life change moment right here. Anything, does that include your finances? Does that include a financial breakthrough? Hmm? Does that include going to another level financially? New job? Healing? Anything is possible. If, take that word person out. Put your name in there. Anything is it's possible if George believes. I don't know if there's George listening, but, huh? Anything, is, put your name in there. Let's read it with your name. Anything is possible if Al believes. Think about what you want. What do you want God to do for you? Huh? Is it healing you need? You believe anything is possible. You know what this man did? He said, Lord, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Sometimes you can have a little bit of unbelief. And let me, let me just tell you, God don't mind when, when he said, Lord, help, help my unbelief. I'm having a little, little believing issue here right now. The circumstances are getting a little overwhelming. Help, me, help my unbelief. Thank you, Lord. When Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit, that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. He said to you, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. See, you don't need these and thou's when you pray. Just tell the Lord exactly what you want to happen. And speak to your situations, and you don't even have to pray about certain things. Certain things, you just tell it to go. <laughs> Jesus like, listen, you spirit. <laughs> he spoke to the spirit and told him exactly what he wanted it to do. And it had to obey, because the kingdom of God is voice activated. Notice that that spirit just stayed there and acted a fool until Jesus let something come out of his mouth. That's just like God, isn't it? When he spoke this world into existence, you ever wonder why Genesis doesn't just summarize everything God made? God made the sun, the stars, the moon. I mean, he could have just simplified it. Why go about all this language, and God said, and God said, and God said, 
and God said, and God said, and it was so. I mean, over and over. That's there to show us something. There's no insignificant details in the Bible. Nothing came into existence until after God said it. The spirit realm is voice activated, even in the negative. It says in Job, the, the all that mess that happened in Job, the things that I greatly feared have come upon me, Job said. Anything you greatly fear can come upon you. Faith releases the positive. Fear releases negative forces in your life. quiet up in here. Don't just sit there and let stuff happen to you. Speak the word over the situation. You just don't have angels when you're a baby. You have them all your life. Hebrew says they're ministering spirits sent forth to minister for not to them, but for you, for the heirs of salvation. Angels, these angels that are that excel in strength, throw out of your mind these little babies with, with, with wings. and, and them. I, I, I get rid of all that stuff out of the house. Every once in a while, they try to sneak in. Somebody give us something with them little fat babies with angels. That's not what angels look like. Angels are big giant, massive. Okay? Okay? Well, I had never seen one. I haven't either. I don't have to see them. But they're there. Like that big army that came against uh, uh, Elisha. Because uh, he was revealing the battle plans of the Syrians. And so every time a Syrian would attack, Israel would, would be ready for him. And the Syrians couldn't take him. So the king of, of Syria sent an army to get Elisha because they said that Elisha was the one that was revealing their battle plans. He knew he knew what was going to happen. He knew what the Syrians were, were going to do ahead of time because he had, a, he had a word of knowledge. So they went and surrounded the Syrian army, surrounded the, the city, and Gehazi saw that the city was surrounded, and he said to his master, Elisha, Alas, my master, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Those circumstances ever holler at you like that? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Huh? And can you imagine what's going through Gehazi's mind? I mean, he's freaking out. Lost my master, what should we do? And Elisha said something that made no sense. 
He said, don't fear. What? Isn't that something? When the circumstances are staring you down, that's God's word for you. Don't fear. But there's a reason. See, when you focus on this stuff, this stuff that I'm talking about, this is looking at Jesus. Because you're encouraged. It's not just like, I ain't looking at that. I ain't looking at that. I ain't looking at that. No, while we, we don't look at something, but we're looking at something. We don't look at things that are seen. We look at the things which are not seen that, that's in that other realm. That's what Elisha was, was, was grabbing a hold to. There's no evidence that he saw any angels, but they were there. He knew they were there. So don't be afraid. Here's what he said. There's more with us. <laughs> There's more with us than are with them. Now that sounds good. Right now we shout and, and we should shout and all that. But imagine what Gehazi is thinking. Like, dude, did you hear what I just told you? The city's surrounded. I'm typically quiet. I don't, I don't speak up because, I mean, I'm here to serve you, and I normally don't say anything, but I think you might be getting senile in your old age, and maybe you don't realize the gravity of the situation here. But let me just break it down to you. Just permit me to say something. I normally don't say nothing, but just let me. Can I say something? Okay. So watch this. It's, we're surrounded, okay? It's 10,000. 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000, 60,000, 70,000, 80, 90, 100,000 Syrian troops. Okay. Now, hold, don't interrupt me. I, I just, okay, so watch this. One, two. And you said, did, you, did I hear you right? You said, there's more with us? More with us than I with them. And you know what Elisha did? He prayed for him. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you got people in your family that just can't see it, and we'll just believe God. Well, we got to do something. Let's <laughs> pray for him. He prayed for the young man. And, and the Bible says the, the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And he saw that the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. Now here's the point of this whole deal. The opening of Gehazi's, uh, now he was cool then. <laughs> okay, let's go. Huh? See, but, but until, he, until he saw it, see, before, before he saw that, he's freaked out. So the point of this whole deal is the opening of Gehazi's eyes did not create these horses and chariots of fire. They were all 
already there. What I'm trying to tell you. What you need from God is already there. You don't have to break down no <laughs> gates of heaven. And, well, because the typical attitude of, of believers that don't understand these things, they, want, they, they, they think that if they can get enough people praying, I need everybody on Facebook to pray. You don't want everybody on Facebook praying. You want to keep your circle really small. Some people will pray all kind of stupid stuff. And uh, if it be thy will. That's the death sentence over, over you. Don't, don't pray if it be thy will. If is the badge of doubt. James says, let him ask in faith. See, believing. Nothing doubting. For he that doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Let not that man who doubts think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. And, and when you say if, you say you're doubting, you don't know for sure. Huh? Thank you, Jesus. But sometimes people, they, they get this idea, and you've seen it on social media, and people just, hey, get anybody you know, have, we, we need everybody to pray. You don't need everybody to pray. And I'm all for prayer. But see, your believing will make stuff happen. And see, the idea behind that is it's like if you can just get enough people praying, God will just say, okay. Dang. God, <laughs> I mean, okay. I get it. <laughs> but that God don't operate like that. He, he operates, you know, when, when people believe him. It's like you don't have to try to make God do anything. I was in this meeting I was spoke, spoke at, and this lady, she got up to testify, and she's known uh, as, as a person who really, really knows how to pray. And, and she was testifying, talking about somebody who asked her to pray about something, and, and she was talking about it. She said, yeah, somebody asked me to pray and asked me if I could get a prayer through. I said, I, I, I think I can get one through. I think I can get one through. You don't need to get a prayer through. It, it, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 there's no problem with your prayers getting through. You are a righteous person. I'm teaching here. So, so the Bible says the prayers of a righteous person makes tremendous power available. Oh, glory. Ooh-wee. Every head bowed, every eye closed. 